Greetings. And salutations. It's Cleary Podcast. The curseful, I know we're off, we're off kilter. The shed has been throwing a monkey into my wrench of my plans. But I got it, I got it, uh, not only insulated, I have a good part of it sheetrocked. I just basically took, well, it's not even sheetrock. Sheetrock was too expensive and I hate, I hate working with it. It is, it's not necessarily that expensive. It's just a pain in the ass. It's a royal pain in the ass. Uh, but I got that up, got it, it like the two large pieces so I didn't have to cut it. And now I'm looking at the, uh, the I'm like, oh, now I got to measure. I don't want to measure. It was just really easy to take the two largest, sh- and then like the, it fit right in. They'd go right in. I wouldn't have to cut them up. I'm like, yeah, go right here. Boom, 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 boom. Put a bunch of nails in it. Uh, but it's all insulated. And then I got to go out and measure. And I didn't feel like measuring today. Still sick. And uh, that shed has been throwing... It has thrown a, a monkey wrench into my schedule in plants. Because I knew I had to insulate it before winter got around. Ever this winterization. That just I know you people in the south. Where do you live? But we've been through this before. But just so you know, if you've never been up north, you have to winterize everything. You got to make sure that the storm windows are closed. You got to put... Uh, some people put this plastic over the windows. Uh, I just put some old shirts and kind of make sure any, um, drafts are plugged up. Then I go through the concrete and the support and the foundation. I caulk different holes that form over the course of the year. And then I put like all the, all the clothes I'm not going to use during summer. I'm very efficient. I'm like an Indian out in the, in the plains. I use every little bit of Buffalo that I can for something. Then I, and then I throw up Basically, I tuck behind pieces of furniture up against the concrete. Clothes from the summer I'm not going to wear to provide additional insulation. And then you have to get the wood. You guys know always the supply of the wood. And then this project came up, and I don't know I don't know what I was expecting, thinking it was going to get done. Nothing gets done. You cannot rely on people. It just... Don't worry. Snow and water won't get into it. It's like, yeah, but varmints might. And what if I and then admittedly I wanted to turn it into a recording studio studio and have it insulated. So I got it insulated. I got the two big pieces of plywood up. Then I'm then going to uh, soundproof it. And many thanks to Marty Andrade, who once again I keep saying should uh, become a podcaster uh, because he was he was just too early. He was way too ahead of his game. He was just way too early. Him and Chris Croc, they were way too ahead of their game. And now the economies, the scale are hitting. And now they're missing out on it. Uh, but he sent me a video, like I was looking into soundproofing, turning this into a recording studio. So now I have a place to go at night and I won't wake anybody up. I don't have to spend $1,000 a month for some small piddly little piece of commercial. That angers me. The vacancy rates in this town, these people, I want $1,000 for this postage stamp size office. It's like, no, I'm not going to give, No. I'll, I'll go rent an apartment in an empty building if I have to. So he sent me this video because uh, the, the cost of soundproofing material is insanely expensive. I was thinking, ah, how expensive can it be? And I looked at it, I'm like, oh, this is nuts. This, this is cost prohibitive. And that says something, you know, I ain't got no kids. It'd be a tax deductible expense for me. And I'm looking, I'm like, no, I think it was something like 50 bucks a square foot. And uh, I was like, ah, no. <laughs> I'm, 
I did the math and we're looking at like $2,000 to, uh, it was insulation and soundproofing. I'm just like, no, not going to happen. No. And then that was the other thing is the insulation soundproofing goes on the inside of the wall and then you just tack up, um, sheetrock or plywood. Okay, fine. The sound doesn't get out, but then it's all echoey inside. So Mr. Andrade sent me this, this guy, this schmo, this perfectly blue-eyed guy with a British accent. You you schmoes with your British accents. And he's all do dang tickly. Why, hello, I'm a good-looking chap. Why, yes. And he has these, like, perfect blue eyes. He's got this smile. He's just got this jaw. And he's just like, gosh, I'm good-looking. And you could just, you could just, and he's, and he's well-spoken. And he's got great fit. In other words, basically, he's superior to me in every capacity and function. Put together this great video. I'm like, look at him. This guy's this guy's just beating me in every department. He's better looking. He's younger. He's got the blue eyes. And yes, hi. Oh, hello. Yes. Today we're going to test. What was it? Soundproofing. Soundproofing material. Isn't that exciting? And you're like, yeah. If I had your accent and your freaking blue eyes, asshole, I I think it would be exciting too. Girls might actually find soundproofing exciting. So, Mister Perfect goes on and delivers this perfect presentation. Say, well, first I thought we'd run some experiments. I'm like, oh yeah, because you're a fucking high IQ asshole on top of it. So he's got this contraption. He sets this thing up. You can you can look it up. It's do-it-yourself deal or DIY. Just look, DIY towel soundproofing. And you'll find Mr. Perfect over on the end. Anyway, so I'm watching through and he goes through soundproofing material egg foam material then just regular old used towels and you know what not not slightly better not barely beats it what blows all the other materials out of the water old towels and so he's got like he just takes one towel folds it up four times or two times so you got you got four layers of towel and it is amazing how much an old towel will just cancel out sound and noise and so I'm thinking like, oh, so all I got to do is put up four towels. Now, the way I do it, Mr. Mail-It-In Bachelor, Mr. kind of crappy, um, you know, I'm not going to put a lot. Of, I just want to cancel out the sound storage shed. This ain't going to be nice. So I'm thinking, well, I'll go get four towels, you know, or a bunch of towels, actually, layer them up in fours, and I'll just nail them to the wall. Oh, no, not Mr. Perfect Schmoboy over here. Oh, no, no. See, that's not good enough. And what we're going to do, it's just so tickly. Oh, my goodness, what are we going to do, Mr. Perfect? So uh, he says, we're going to make a nice artistic sound panel. I'm like, oh, great. It's probably going to come out awesome. Sure enough, it does. So he doesn't just, like, start nailing up four-layer-thick pieces of towel. No, he's got to be Mr. Perfect. So he takes the time, he builds uh, a panel and within the panel, he he wraps around and nails down one towel. And then on the back side of it, he cuts to measure and then sews together four towels. So not to not to waste any scraps. And it's all perfect and everything. And then he hangs it up. His, See, it makes a nice artistic piece as well and cancels out the sound. And he tests it. And of course, these three panels, they look great up on his wall. And you could tell when he's filming, just just what a dra- on on a on a camcorder microphone. You could tell 
just what an amazing like it improved doubled the improve uh, the the sound doubled the 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 uh, or or cut in half the echo and so i'm like oh shit that's just three panels that's just three of these perfectly made perfect panels by perfect man over there and so i'm thinking like well i'm not going to do that panel so this is a shed no one's going to come in there so i don't have to be all fancy artsy fartsy with it so what i'm going to do is i'm just going to stick with my old thing i'm going to nail up the four things maybe staple gun it and um and have four, so it's gonna. But that the whole wall, the whole interior is gonna be just just completely soundproofed. The ceiling, the walls, the floors. And uh, man, am I gonna get some good audio quality now? You don't see this, but right now I got a flannel blanket kind of wrapped around the microphone to act as kind of a what's it called a microphone glove or condom or whatever. Not a boom or boom. You guys know that they put the piece of styrofoam over the microphone. I don't have that. I got this, what is it? It's a Tigger blanket. Long time ago, girls that used to like me, they made me this Tigger blanket. You think, oh, Aaron, do you, do you think maybe you you, would, you should have gone out with it? I mean, how many girls make you a Tigger? This will, let me, this will be a lesson for you young boys, you idiots out there. A girl will do a very nice thing for you like that. Like, oh, this girl likes me. She would like to fornicate later. And you operate from an erroneous presumption because... <laughs> One of the one of the most pain assery experiences of my life. That they'll do that. Girls will do that to you. They'll give you all the wrong signals. Or the right ones, as far as you know, because that's because you're a rookie. And you'll think, yeah, this girl wants to bang me. This girl likes me. And then so you'll you'll uh you'll make your move or you ask the girl out. And it's like, oh no, she just made you a tigger blanket for shits and giggles. Matter of fact, I wouldn't doubt it if girls do incredibly nice, thoughtful things like this. So that you then ask them out only so they can shoot you down. I guarantee that's like wicked. It's like they're nice grandma ladies only to like hit you over the head with a baseball bat. Would you like some cookies? Oh, well, yeah. Blammo! Hit you right in the head. Oh, wow, that was a long time ago. It's good when you can have something like this that uh, that is a bad memento. Where you're kind of like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't miss those times. But then like you're over it, so you forget. So now you still have the practical utility of the blanket or whatever i gotta have a couple pieces like that again. although i did throw away most of my stuff because of minimalism not because it reminded me of bad times i got like i said i got my i got my uh vacuum my vacuum from the 70s that's the oldest possession i have from my child that i have my va- not a toy no couldn't have my cookie monster toy no i have my hoover vacuum from the 70s that's in the shed so that'll be there and then I have my one box of mementos. I actually went through the box of mementos. It's kind of sad. And like, obviously I saved something. I must have liked this girl because she passed me. And this is in the olden days. She gave me a note. She passed me a note. And this is in college. And I'm reading through it. And she's telling me how nice I am and how much she likes me. To blow. Of course, we wouldn't have sex because, again, once again, hey, would you like a Tigger blanket? Blammo! Cookies? Blammo! And I'm, I'm trying for the life of me. Who the hell was this girl? I can't remember who this was. Same thing happened on Facebook. I, a, a gal says, hey, I don't know if you remember me. We went and saw Batman together. Now, now I don't know, because you Utes out there, you, you don't know this. Uh, but I think before most of your times, there was the, the 80s Batman, 1989. Great movie, by the way. Just the right amount of kitsch with the right amount of action. This was the... Uh, uh, the Jack Nicholson Joker. Oh, and then who was the guy that played Batman? Um, 
Michael, not Michael Douglas, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholas. That's how long ago this was. This was 1989. And I could have, you know, I was not the, the cat's meow that I am today for the ladies. This was, I saw I was in the ninth grade, maybe the eighth grade even. And I went and saw this movie with this girl. And for the life of me, I can't remember her. I cannot remember her. She says, hey, I don't know if you remember this, but we went to see the Batman movie in 1989. I'm like, huh? 19, I'm, and the only reason I can't remember is because like, I could have swore I didn't date no girls back in 1980. Like, I was that, I was that nerdy kid, you know. I like, I would have remembered going on a date. I think I only had like two or three. Some reason I killed it in the seventh and eighth grade, but then the ninth grade and tenth grade just that went away. The trick was to date girls at other schools so they didn't know your reputation. That was it. But see, now you kids don't have that benefit with the interwebs. Matter of fact, if you stayed off the interwebs, eh, see, but then how do you meet girls? If you're in high school now, see, that was always the backup. That was always the thing is you could always go date another girl at another high school. You'd have your friend from middle school who went to a different high school that you did and you'd call him up or her up and say, hey, is there anyone over there that... Because they don't know me over there. And when a generally neutral, when knowing nothing about the person is better than knowing your full reputation, then you know you're doing really bad. <laughs> like she, look, she'll be a sucker. She won't know any better. Don't tell, give her, I'd probably say give her a fake name so she can't ask her other friends about it. But that's how it was. You had to ask other people's friends. You had a reputation to worry about. Now you're on the internet. Heck, I was talking to the kid. The kid that is not mine. Um... What were we, we were, we were all hanging out this summer and she was Facebooking or something. I said, what the hell are you doing? And she's like, oh, well, there's a party over at Bobby's house. I'm like, oh, well, is Bobby this guy you like? She's like, no, I like his friend, Steve. I don't know. These weren't the names. It's just, there's a party going on at this guy's house and she liked this guy called Steve. I don't know if his name was Steve. Let's just say it's Steve, but she liked this guy. And I said, oh, well, and foolish me thinking 80s, 90s technology, like, oh, well, it's back in your town, isn't it? When you go home, can't you go to this party? She's like, oh, no, it's in Shakopee. And, and, and Atham, if you'd look this up, Shakopee is way the fuck on the south side of the metro. And uh, these people live way the fuck on the north side. They live in a town called Elk River. So they're in the WBL, which is still north side, just a little bit more to the east. But then I'm like... Well, why would you? Why is he having a party down in Shakopee? I'm like, oh, is he with his mother or his father, like summertime possession? He's like, oh no, he lives there. I'm like, well, then how are you going to school with this guy? She says, oh no, we don't go to school together. I just met him on the internet. I'm like, oh, well, have you met him, like, at a party? Did you mean? Like, oh no, I've never met him. I just he's he's friends with my other friend, and now they're down there and they're having a party. I think they're periscoping or whatever. And she has a crush on this guy she's never met. I'm like, how can you, how can you even, look, I understand if the person is hot, but how can you have a crush on somebody if you've never met them? It's an eerie look into the world of digitization. Actually, matter of fact, let, hang on, let's look it up. From, uh, uh, Matt Forney recommended this. It is from <clears throat> Naughty Nomad. Dot com. I tried VR porn and we are fucked. VR porn is going to ruin lives. We have summoned the demons, folks. The virtual world of hedonism is so immersive, accessible, and pleasurable, it will spread like a virus. The VR porn borg is here and resistance is futile, or at least it will be for most men. Background. I first gave up porn in 2012 when I realized how damaging it was to my sex life. It changed my life in a very positive way. 
At one stage, I went nearly three years without seeing a single video. Uh, oh, we hang on. Okay, good. <clears throat> Recently, however, I gave in to the darkness. As an early adopter of VR tech, at first I was quite happy just at, to be in Jurassic Park or a space roller coaster. Uh, it was all so innocent. Oh, this is that Samsung Oculus thing. Okay, I've seen this before. But everybody else I showed it to wasn't so interested in the dinosaurs or floating in space. One thing occupied their, mar their minds. What's the porn like? Admittedly, I was curious myself. I heard Duncan Trussell talk about it on the Joe Rogan show as if it was an almost religious experience. I fought the urges as for as long as I could, worried about the consequences. Oh, how would they, are you really addicted? Do you really get addicted to porn? Can you just say, no, I'm not going to watch it? I don't know. I, I'm an alcoholic. What can I say? It's like, yeah, I can't have another drink because then I'll have like 15 more. I mean, is it like that? Is it really truly addiction? Or is it just like, nah, I'd rather look at some titties. Uh, but one lonely Monday night, T-levels and libidos ranging from heavy squats, my curiosity got the better of me and I caved. I put on the goggles and plugged myself in. Entering the matrix. How long is this? Oh. oh, it's not that long. Okay, lots of comments. Entering the matrix. Pit pitch black. My eyes opened and I wake up on a sofa. I look around and find myself in a plush apartment where everything is gleaming white. I look down now and see a body that's not mine, but it feels like mine. It's like a digital self paralyzed from the waist down. Uh, I hear heels and look around to see a young woman descending a flight of stairs. She has auburn hair and bright eyes. Her body is tight and curvy. She walks over seductively and smiles at me. Hey there, she says. I almost, ne I almost answer her back. She kneels down in front of my crotch. I think we should stay into, stay in tonight? I think we should stay in. I think he meant to write in tonight. Oh, in tonight, but he spelled into night. She suggests with a low pleading tone looking deep into my eyes. It feels real. These pixels are penetrating my soul right now, careening through me all the way to my nutsack and giving me a giant heart on. My how, how really? I wonder if you could... This is where it's like, okay, is this yellow-red pill media? My monkey brain does not know the difference. My hind brain knows it, but it's completely bypassed by, by, by blinding wild lust. Another girl, a large-breasted blonde, comes down the stairs and is love at first kilobyte. Mind if I join, she says. She kneels down, and within 30 seconds of both of them having have unbuckled my pants and are passing around my virtual joystick like hungry piglets on their mother's teats. I don't last a minute. I'm done. It's over. <clears throat> and I mean humanity. The future looks grim. Uh, P VR porn is a shape-shifting shifting succubus that will destroy men the world over. Well, if, if, hold on, hold on. Okay, if Playboy didn't, you know, that was good. That was heralding the end of the world, the five apocalypse horsemen, the seven horsemen, the four apocalypse, whatever. And then all of a sudden there was the internet porn. That didn't do it. And then, uh, then there's video porn. And now, what, we're just simply upping the technology, and now it's going to spell doom? Why is this latest evolution in technology going to spell doom when other stuff hasn't? There's certainly been, like, drawbacks. I mean, certainly, you know, <laughs> there's been some pros, too. Guys are, there's less, uh, there's less rape. Guys are getting off more to porn. Uh, VR porn is a shape-shifting succubus that will destroy men the world over. She doesn't talk back to you. She's hotter than your girlfriend. And unlike those pesky flesh versions, you couldn't give a fuck if she comes or not. She is there for pure self-indulgent pleasure, and she will become more addictive than crack cocaine. That first hit of dopamine renders the mind zombified. 
The reaction of everybody I've shown to this is the same. Holy crap, that's, that shit's intense. This will change everything. Regular porn is doing enough damage for millennials. Okay. Early erectile dysfunction is already skyrocketing among men. T-levels are dropping worldwide. Couples are now having less sex than 10 years ago and report being less happy in their relationship and lives. Uh, with this new technology, things are going to get far worse. All right, so he admits there has been some drawbacks from current porn, whatever its current day technological level is, and this is just going to accelerate it. Oh, hang on. Where do we go? What we've seen so far is only the tip of the iceberg. I genuinely fear for the next generation who are sexualized with this technology. What will this do to the neural pathways of young adults? What kind of imprinting will this have on the male brain? What will is to do what will this do this guy spells checks about as frequently as i do what will this do to their sexual expectations in life how will the females of the species compete with this the sad truth is pretty soon vr porn will be normalized like it is regular porn is today and nobody will do anything to stop it well how can you stop it i mean it's it's going to fall under freedom of speech What's the harm, boys will say, and when they get used to their beautiful rotating cock-worshipping cock harems, they'll wonder why they can't get excited for their first non-porn-issue girlfriends. Hell, many will probably just give up on women altogether. What, they give them tigger blankets and don't let them sleep with you? Yeah, I, I think this. Is there any hope? Is it, uh... Okay. Well, I was kind of hoping it'd be a little bit more of a technical analysis, kind of like, okay, here's what it is, this is what it's... Give a word of that. VR. Samsung Gear VR. My buddy had this. You attach your phone to it. I don't know if this is a video. What was he playing? Was he playing a video game? What was that? That's that's what I'm missing out. Like, okay, is there is this something that you plug into your Xbox? Or is it just this Oculus Rift? This uh this powered by Oculus. Alright, I'm gonna have to look this up. Figure out exactly what the technology is. Right, anyway, I can understand the porn for men that being a problem and a drawback. I got that. I understand that. I'm more worried, uh, uh, regardless of gender, regardless of sex, what this the social media more than anything else, where it's like you haven't even met this person and already you got a crush on them. I guess maybe it's no different than the 80s. You didn't have a car and all we did was talk on the phone. Maybe you got to hold hands. And if you were in my case, you didn't even get to hold hands because the girl was in a completely different school. So you'd meet on weekends, and that's when you'd have to go and do your kissing and nothing else because I'm a good preacher son at that time. But like, so I, I suppose, but how do you know? I mean, at least I got to see the girl. Like, you wouldn't go based off of the, like, you go over to your friend's house, they'd have the yearbook. You break open the yearbook. Oh, hey, who's this hottie? Oh, she's so-and-so. Does she have a boyfriend? I don't think so. Hey, why don't you put in a good word for me? All right, maybe. And then maybe you'd be at like a football game where your two schools are fighting. Although probably, I, I probably dated less than three girls from different schools just because the logistics was too difficult. But now, I guess, oh, you could fall in love. Maybe that's what, you know what? It was even, no, I have to take it back. Now I have to look back at it. Gen X gals, you're stupider than fuck. I remember that. I remember this. I remember this. Okay, at least with digital technology, you could see the person in video and actually figure out whether they're a physically attracted individual. You can actually talk. You can converse. My favorite was the girls back in the 80s and the 90s who all had boyfriends clear across the fucking planet. I have a boyfriend in the United Kingdom. 
And they would say it. They'd say it with such a condescending tone, like, you should have known. Like, this broad was wearing, a, you know, holding a sign that says, I have a boyfriend in the United Kingdom. One gal had a boyfriend in Peru. They always had boyfriends so fucking far away. And it was so angering and insulting. It's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. The guy you don't, you don't even see. You know, you don't even kiss. You don't even make out. You have, you're committed to this guy that you write letters. You would write letters because long distance was too expensive. So you're not even talking to this person. There is no Skype. You don't see him. You met him like at a, at a summer resort or whatever. Or they were like an exchange student at some time. And then these girls, when they'd all fall in love, not all of them, but they'd have a, I have a boyfriend in the United Kingdom. And it was just so insulting and absurd on so many levels. Like one, no, you don't. He's, he's totally banging other girls overseas. Two, fuck you. You're saying some guy who doesn't exist except for a pen pal. He's better than me. You know, and, and I am here. And three, it's pretty insulting. Where it's like, yeah, a real world boy. But then, then what you really find out, these girls didn't want to actually have sex or kiss or make out depending on what age you were. They just wanted the concept that I had a boyfriend. Simply because they really didn't want a boyfriend. They just wanted the status of having a boyfriend. They just, they just wanted their psychologies to be... They wanted the attention. They wanted the perma-attention, the status of, quote, I have a boyfriend. But none of that nasty kissing or handhold. That's how sad it was, of course. In the seventh grade, you shouldn't be having sex. But in order to avoid evil things such as kissing, handholding... This thing called necking back in the day that I have never seen. I thought that was like what the sophomores did. That's what older people, wow, they're necking. And that those girls avoided any of that nasty stuff back in the 80s and 90s and continue to avoid having sex or any fun today. And now they're known as feminists. It's, hey, ho, whoa. <laughs> what was really sad, and I remember, well, it's not funny, it's sad, but it's, it's funny because it's at her expense. There was a gal... Oh, the little little redhead, the exact type that would get me. This cute little redhead. Moxie had everything. Uh, dressed real nice, dressed real cute. She was like on, on the swing dance scene back in the 90s. And just cute as a button. I'm like, that's the one for me. And anytime I said that's the one for me, it has proven that I was completely wrong. But I didn't know that at that time because I was young and stupid. And uh, I was like you know, really good at dance. I think, okay, I could get this girl. I could, I was confident. That's one thing I was. I was confident. Um, and she, oh no, I have a boyfriend in the United Kingdom. I have a boyfriend in Britain. I'm like, what? I'm like, you're, you're pulling this shtick at the age of 23 or 24? And she did. There was this guy, what, they met on a boat. Who knows where the hell they met? He was 7,000 miles away. She was 7,000 miles away. And I remember she she liked to give him or he liked to give her guff because the United States the Americans had NASA and we'd always be doing something so he'd always send her some kind of thing like oh I see you guys are wasting more taxpayers money here looking at asteroids or whatever and she thought it was so charming and there were tons tons of good looking dudes quality guys I might add they're like boy I wish I could go out with that girl oh too bad she got a boyfriend in Britain and you know who I finally ended up getting her you know who finally ended up getting her? I don't know, but I can guarantee you it wasn't no fucking guy out in Britain. There was some local guy. She was like, oh, wow. I maybe do like his penis. Maybe maybe I do want to see what's underneath pants of men someday instead of having a digital relationship. God, I don't even think at that time you could attach too big of files to your emails. That's right about the time. What is that? 
you know, 97, 98, that's right about the time where you could start attaching. Oh, man, did I think that was great technology. I'm like, what? I don't have to print this off and, and give it to that guy? I could just attach this file? Oh, that was big. That was big advancement. And even then, your pictures were crap. That was before digital cameras. Like, how did you take... How did... Oh, that's right. Scanners. They had scanners. So you'd have to, like, get a picture of yourself, go to Walmart, print it off, and then put it through a scanner to get a high, decent resolution image. The cameras, were, the lenses weren't, didn't have that much megapixels. You kids nowadays, you, you're so spoiled. It's so easy to send yourself, uh, send your boyfriend a picture of your boobs. Click send. In our days, we had to do it the old-fashioned way. We had to develop it and scan it in. Uh, all right. Anyway, well, I'm not going to worry about the Oculus Rift causing men to look at porn more. Let's go to the sponsor list here. We got the sponsor list. Uh, I can delete that. That's throwing me off. Let's get rid of that. There we go. All right. It's a very cappy Christmas, ladies and gentlemen. You'll see the post coming up this Friday. Uh, I want one thing and one thing only this Christmas, and that is to pay off my house. And you can all make it possible. And it's not going to cost you an extra cent. Simply go to my Amazon affiliate plan and do all your Christmas shopping and any online shopping you do through the Captain's Online Amazon affiliate program. You don't have to do anything more. You're not going to some other website. You're going to the Amazon's website. It's Amazon.com, but there's a bunch of different extra code up at the top of the URL. So any shopping you do during that shopping session, I get a 7% commission. You don't pay anything more. You just have to get into the habit of going to the Amazon affiliates. How do I do that? You can do it a couple ways. One, go to CaptainCapitalism.blogspot.com. Look for the Amazon banner. Click on it, boom, there you is. You can just start doing your shopping right away. You don't have to register anything like that. The other way, which is the real way to do it uh, because it develops a habit, you don't even have to go to Captain Capitalism, is once you go to that Amazon bookmark, not Amazon.com, but you click on that Amazon bookmark, and you bookmark that URL with all the code in it. If you bookmark it and get into the habit of going to that bookmark, you can totally skip the step of going to CaptainCapitalism.blogspot.com. So you do that, and then any shopping that you do, just, that's all you have to do. That's all you have to do. I did the math, and if everybody who listened and followed on the blog and the podcast and the YouTubes and everything else, if everyone did that, I'm not joking, my mortgage would be paid off by December 25th. And that would be a very, very, that would be, that would, you know what that would be? That'd be justice for all the fucking bullshit I had to go through. Not to play the violins or or I have a bad life or anything like that, but I, I spare you a lot of the detail because who wants to hear a sad story? Who wants to hear? And it's not even an exciting sad story. Oh, I, I, I climbed this mountain, but I lost my foot. Oh, there's a story there. This is like no, it was just patrol after after patrol, and it was cold and it was miserable, and and a lot of you guys have experienced some of the same things. But uh, yeah, it this this would be oh that'd be great. It'd be like the underdog finally winning. You know, like at that, and I could. And then imagine this, okay, you want to talk about warm fuzzies. Then I get to tell all my friends, not friends, all my enemies on the Facebook who I can say, oh, yeah, I just uh, I just paid off my house. No, no, it happened in two months' time. Yeah, everybody, yeah, yeah. Uh, why? Um, because I remain true to myself. I set up this fucking online empire kind of thing. Uh, I ignored all the mockery, ridicule, not to mention hurdles and outright obstructions you guys did, and now uh, I'm king shit. 
And you uh, fuckers in the past of my life who were doubting and if not purposely getting in my way, uh, fuck you. I win. You lose. How's that divorce with the three kids from five different fathers you couldn't afford? That's, how's your boyfriend in, uh, in the United Kingdom? Is he good? Is he good? Yeah, okay. Oh, you held hands. Oh, that's nice. Good. Well, I'm, I'm, I wish you a very torrid and hot sexual romantic relationship. So just go and do all your online shopping there. That'd be great. <clears throat> you can also buy my books. That would be of great help as well. There's Reconnaissance Man. That is an absolute must for every man and woman under 50. Really? Is it that? Yes. If you are 50 or under, go and get this book. Now, of course, it will help out those who are younger, uh, you know, 14, 15-year-olds. That would help out a lot. It would make a great Christmas gift for uh, a young boy or girl in your life. Could be, you know, cousin, niece, nephew, child. Uh, but get that. It's available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook for those of you who have children that don't like to read. There's The Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty, also a great Christmas gift, uh, but a, just a, a good gift if you actually care about uh, any black man in your life who is poor and is not listening to... Uh, well, if, if they're brainwashed by Hitler... Look, okay, is there something, isn't there something wrong? Just look at this on the... Take, take race or anything out of it, but I guess you have to look. It has to be part of it. Isn't there just something wrong about poor black men who live in the ghetto and have hard lives voting for the most richest, connected, whitest cunt on the face of the planet for presidency? Don't, isn't there something a little bit off with that? Does, does that not, I mean, visually, the, the visual, you know, here's this poor guy, really came from, from nothing, probably has nothing, and he's going to listen to the pampered prissy white bitch who married a goddamn fucking president. And that's, that's where his salvation is going to come from, is that gal. <laughs> or maybe you just get him the book, The Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty instead, all right? A lot of people ask, well, can Latinos get it? Is that, well, yeah, you can, and there's some parallels, or, you know, oh, what, what if I'm a, a Native American? You could generally say it's the poor man's guide out of poverty, but it is specifically written for black men. Now, there, you'll see some correlations and... and, and uh, things in common but you know it's not gonna hurt you certainly not gonna hurt any of you uh but it would be nice if i'm so surprised how many white female friends of mine bought that book i'm like you are not why i mean I, i'm almost insulted if i wasn't paid i'd be insulted but i'm like what are you doing buying this book and what's scary is i know they read it like what are, what what are you doing this is like basketball for short guys named Aaron. Well, how do I get, you know, how to get in into the NBA? But what, really? I just want to see. I know you wrote it, and I'm very proud. All right. Anyway, would be nice if one of the intended audience members would buy the book and read it. That'd be great. Bachelor Pad Economics, that is another great book for Christmas. Also available in paperback, Kindle, and audio. Uh, it is the financial advice Bible for men. It is not written for women. I know some women that have bought it and then they're shocked. Well, I, oh my God. I, I said, hey, did it say lies for girls? No, we call that Cosmo. <laughs> we call that the O channel. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, Get Bachelor Pad Economics. That is also a great book for any young man in your life. Worthless. Young person's indispensable guide to choosing the right major. I actually had a kid follow up on me. I was glad he did. Last podcast, I said, hey, look, if you're over in a high school and you know a bunch of guys that might read this book, I'll for marketing, because I get it at a discount, I'll go and I'll send you some books. 
And he emailed me. He says, hey, can I get some books for me and my friends? We'll spread around the high. I said, hell yeah, you could get some books. So I sent him, I don't know, seven or eight books of worthless. I, th- I think I sent him 10 copies. No, 10 copies. Three copies of uh, Reconnaissance Man. Because that's how important that book is. I know no one's buying it. I understand that. I don't know why. Is it because my ass? It's not my actual ass. It's, it's me. I got jeans on. But is it because you have to see my backside? Is that it? Nobody wants to see me in it? I thought it was a cool cover. Anyway, uh, so uh, Worthless, uh, if you really love uh, someone in your love life and you don't want them to go and make probably the largest single mistake a young person can make, and that is majoring in the wrong thing, get them Worthless. Please get them Worthless. Available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook. Um, for those of you with children that are just too darn... Li- Look, they got their ears in the headphones. They're dating people online digitally they've never met. You can at least try and like secretly or clandestinely download the download the files and put it on the kid's uh, Android or iPhone if you're a faggot of a parent because you believe in communism. That's why you bought an Apple product. Oh, Here's, here's, a, here's a... Okay, for all the high school kids out there, you could tell your dad is either not participatory or his balls have been cut off by your mom if your family is an Apple family. If you have an Apple in your hand, boys and girls, uh, and your parents paid for it, um, that's that's not a good sign. You need to you need to become an adult. You get an Android. You need to stop supporting a corporation that basically hates freedom, right? Uh, enjoy the decline. That is going to be available in audiobook by December-ish or so. We have Jim Fear at jimfear138.blogspot.com. He's working on that. And uh, that's for all of you who are depressed about this election. If you're depressed about this election, which I think most of you are, this book should be a bestseller. Curse of the High IQ, that is mandatory reading for all of you. I cannot emphasize that enough. These are basically all mandatory reading, but this one especially if you are, uh, if you find yourself down and depressed and frustrated. I guess frustrated would be a better word with all of humanity. Um, although I could, I, it's good to see the Cubs win. It was good to see the Cubs win. I know most of us don't participate or enjoy watching sports ball, but that was good to see that epic, uh, that epic uh, game. That was uh, and a comeback too. That that I can watch, and I did some of it. I'm just kind of like, yeah, I think they'll win, and then I went and I got myself a sandwich. Uh, then we have my other books, Behind the Housing Crash. Uh, that's about the housing crash, in case you were wondering. Then there's Captain Capitalism Top Shelf, Captain Capitalism Reserved. And Captain's Quarterly, which I will be coming out with another one here one of these days once I find a model. Then we have other people's books. Run Guts, Pull Cones by Adam Piggott, Pushing Rubber Downhill, also by Adam Piggott. And you can go and visit his uh, website, Pushing Rubber Downhill, uh, where he's got his blog and he also has his podcast. So he's got two books out, podcast and um, his uh, blog. T.J. Martinell's The Stringers, that's kind of a whodunit, uh, futuristic world, journalist, integrity, uh, investigative journalist, always getting shot type of guy, uh, Sam Spade sort of thing going on. Trollbert, T-R-U-L-B-E-R-T, Trollbert, pronounced True Liberty, by Mitch Berg at ShotInTheDark.info fame. You can go ahead and visit Mitch Berg at ShotInTheDark.info. You can get his book, Trollbert, which is what happens to Minnesota nice when the economy collapses. A very sad, depressing thing that'll make you contemplate suicide, Novsquam by Ann Sturzinger. You can go to Ann Sturzinger, Sturzinger.com and get her book, Novsquam, N-V-S-Q-V-A-M, all these 
are on Amazon. And you can find them on my blog too. You just find the uh, banner image, you click on that, and then I make a then I make money. I make a commission on that. And we have Chris Muir, our good friend down south, uh, with his day by day cartoon. You could go to day by day cartoon and uh, send him the traffic. You should make that a daily stop. Uh, that guy is actually really wise beyond his years. Actually helped me out a lot too. One of the few guys I look up to as a mentor. I'm like, this guy is speaking wisdom. Like, we just have. I when I go visit, I have great conversations with him all the time. Because he tells me stuff I don't know. I'm like, oh, wow. Shit, I don't know. Hey, there's that one person. I'm like, I thought I knew everything. Hey, Chris will make you realize you don't. So go to daybydaycartoon.com. And J.R. Guerra, J-R-G-U-E-R-R-A, Guerra, Guerra, J-R-Guerra.com. He is the guy with that Red Pill Manosphere album. Uh, the only one of its type in existence. The lyrics are great. The music is pretty damn good, actually. So if you want to actually listen to music and listen to lyrics, go there. Also, he's out in Seattle. He has a guitar repair shop. So if you go check him out, if you happen to be in the area and need guitar repair, same thing, jrquera.com, send him an email. And then we have johnnymontoyaguitarcourses.com, johnnymontoyaguitarcourses.com, slash Play songs correctly on guitar. It is a lengthy, long URL, but if you just go to johnnymontoyaguitarcourses.com, I think you can find it there. If you're interested in um, learning to play guitar, but you cannot afford in-person, you know, you can't afford a teacher or a tutor, well, what do you do? Well, you can go YouTube, um, but uh, he has an actual course that he has designed that he's putting out there on the Internet, and uh, go ahead and sign up for those classes if you're interested in playing guitar. And then you can have Matt Baldoni come in and tell you how much you suck. And he just like strum out a string and be like, wow, yeah, I do suck compared to Matt Baldoni. And uh, that's what Matt's going to do. He said, yeah, when, when I'm done with this uh, Vegas gig, I think I'm just going to one-up and destroy the dreams of future guitar. He won't do that. I'm kidding. He would never do that. Although if you suck, he'll tell you. That's, and that's why you want that guy in your corner. Uh, and that's it. That's it for uh, that first round of sponsors. Now, listen, man, I like the news. You guys like the news? Oh, you know how much I love the boomers. For some low-income workers, retirement is only a dream. Written by Maria Innes Zamudio. Let's look her up. Let's just look her up so we know. I know, look, this is what we got to do. You got to find out who it's coming from. How much you want to bet La Raza... Use whatever. Why is it going to Amazon? I didn't ask it to go to Amazon. La Raza member views the world through the color of her skin. Oh, it's just people have too much money and the poor. They're just uh, Twitter. Oh, she's got less followers than me. Look at that. She's got a quarter. A quarter of the followers that I do. <laughs> Old media's dying, guys. Award-winning. Guys, she's award-winning. She award She won awards. Investigative journalist, Associate Press NORC Fellow at the U of Chicago. We just did. We just talked about fellowships. Like, if you can't find a job in the real world to get a fellowship. Formerly Memphis News, blah, blah, blah. She's got Squarespace. Let's go visit her here. <clears throat> What's it like doing the same old leftist bullshit, sweetheart? What's it like? Fear and loathing at the border... Oh, it's all Hispanic Latino things. Uh yeah. She's she's a uh she's a it's all other people's fault person. 
these people never did anything to to do screw themselves over here's a single mom with the child yeah okay all right yeah we so now we know now we know it's biased she's on the ap news the market is flooded now she's gonna she's gonna tell you let me go to tell you what she's gonna tell us i haven't even read it i just i just know what the what the story's gonna be she's gonna tell all you hard-working reliable responsible people who could do basic math and and had the common sense the two brain cells to rub together say hey I need to save for retirement. He's going to say that it's your fault, and now all of you should work more to pay for the stupid old people's life. But she's going to spin it a certain way. Oh, look, they're old. See, like, you're, you're over 65, so you're innocent of everything. <laughs> kind of like how there's no mean, retarded people. There's plenty of mean, retarded people. They're not all saints. Chicago. It was a striking image, a photo of an 89-year-old man hunched over struggling to push his cart with frozen treats. Fidencio Sanchez works long hours every day selling his treats because he couldn't afford to retire. Well, he should have moved out of Chicago. Are you saying that in his 90 years of life, he didn't he didn't find any opportunity to work? He couldn't move around? No, he stayed in Chicago. The photo and his story went viral, and thousands of people donated more than $384,000 for his retirement. You suckers. You goddamn suckers. His story is a window into the dark reality. Many low-wage workers say they can't afford to retire. But I, but they could fuck, right, sweetheart? They could fuck and spit out a ton of kids, right? So not only did we subsidize them their entire lives, they never actually were treated like real adults. They never really actually learned to budget and says they've grown accustomed to being parasites. Now we all, oh, wow, hey, look, he didn't save up the money. Oh, poor him. With no money saved for retirement, at completely his own fault, or her fault, Home care worker Gwen Stowbridge, 71, of Deerfield, Florida, plans to stay on the job until she can't physically work anymore. Good! I can't see it in the future. I'll stop working if my health won't allow me to keep working, says Stowbridge. Now 71, she works six days a week caring for a 100-year-old woman in Florida. Studies have found that about one-third of low-wage workers like Strawbridge say they'll never be able to afford retirement. Too freaking bad for them. The problem is acutely acute among minority women. Well, too bad for them. What? What do you? So what? So are you? Are you saying that minority women are stupid and can't do math, Miss Zamudio? Or, or could it be that you've pampered their fucking asses for so long, blaming their problems on white men, and then when they think it's white men, they don't fucking work because you've basically condemned them into a life of indifference, apathy, and defeatism. Oh, didn't go my way. Whitey must be at fault. Won't try no more. Just the, take the kids' gloves off. Take the kids' gloves off. A 2016 study by the Associated Press NORC Center for Public Affairs Research. Okay, so another fucking worthless fucking nonprofit that, that comes up with problems and complaints but no solutions aside from other people's money. <laughs> Found that one quarter of workers 50 and older say they won't retire. Among low-wage workers earning less than 50000 a year, it was 33%. Too freaking bad. Low-wage is less than fifty grand. That's not low-wage. $50,000, that's higher than the median wage. Are you sure you're at the U of Chicago Zamudio? Are you sure? Because I, I know math is not, not the, the strong suit of women, especially minority women, I guess, if you're going to be racist against your own kind. I know math is not the strong suit, but... Thankfully, you're you're at one of the better schools for economists and economics, so you you could maybe find probably a male who could do math. 
there are probably some females who can also do math, but let's just go with it. Uh, there's a, there's, you're, you're a good looking gal. You're, you're doable. You could find some nerd who worked hard in school and he could, he or she could, you know, explain to you that 55 or $50,000 is above the median. He, he might take the time to explain the difference between mean and median, but something tells me you don't give two flying shits about that. Cause this is just a fucking, what was me? Peace. Give me money. Stowbridge's first job in the 1960s paid 98 cents an hour, setting her out on a path of low-wage jobs that stretched across five decades. So because she took that job, <clears throat> she was condemned to low-wage work. She couldn't go to school. In five decades, she couldn't go to school? She raised three sons. Why, If she's making so little, why did she have three sons? These are just questions assholes ask. No, it's just for shits and giggles. With her husband, Roy, a dock attendant who unloaded cargo from boats, the couple was forced to use the little money they had saved for retirement on family medical issues. So, did you have insurance? Or did you not have insurance? These are just questions. I know we're, if you want me to treat everyone as an equal, these are questions I'd ask of white males. Although, I, I guess Stowbridge, I guess, is, is white. Okay, people that have their shit together. Could we just say it's smart people are sick and tired of bailing out the stupid ones? Can we just say that? Because I know she wants to throw in the race and the gender thing. Oh, minority women. <laughs> so I'll just, I'll just, we'll just, let's just be clear what we're talking about. Smart people bailing out stupid ones who can't do simple fucking math. Stowbridge stopped working briefly after she turned 63 to care for her husband who had quadruple bypass heart surgery. Ah, you know what? Now whose fault is that? Does there a genetic history or did he eat shit? Their social security benefits weren't enough to cover medical expenses, rent, utilities, and food. When he died, she went back to work. <clears throat> Jacqueline B. James, co-director. <laughs> okay, Jacqueline B. James, you just know co-director right there. This is going to be some bullshit worthless thing that's, once again, will present problems and bitch about problems but never provide solutions. Co-director of Boston College's Center on Aging and Work said it is common for low-wage workers to stay on the job with no plans for retirement. That is their retirement. <clears throat> it is really easy for them to say, I'm going to work forever, but things happen, said James. Among those things, health issues. That's it. You don't know that you couldn't get hit by a truck? A 2016 report by the Nonpartisan Research Nonprofit National Institute on Retirement Security. Oh, yeah, nonpartisan. Fuck you. Shows that many, but here's, here's the race and the gender again. Black, Latina, and Asian women have to work past retirement age to be able to afford basic expenses. Women are 80% more likely than men to be impoverished. That's because you guys live 10 years longer, you stupid cunt. Oh my God, there's so many older women that, God, you drive the men into the grave and then you bitch and whine about being poor when you get everything, you get everything when the guy dies, and then you bitch about being poor because you don't have any money management skills. The research showed that for men between 70 and 74, all 300 of them alive, about 90% of their income comes from wages. From women, that's about 15%. You couldn't put nothing in the bank because I was always underpaid, Stowbridge said. I just didn't make enough to save. Well, then why'd you have three kids? Juanario Salgado's financial situation mirrors Stowbridge's. He never saved for retirement. Well, then fuck it. You said it right there. You said it right there. He never saved for retirement. The answer to this, it should end, well, fuck him then. Enjoy the cat food.
He's 64 years old and doesn't plan to retire. He works 10 hours, six days per week at a grocery store in a suburb outside Chicago. Good. I couldn't save Salgado sentence. Oh, so he did. He couldn't even learn English. Could it just be he's a lazy, stupid fuck? I worked a lot to help my family. Oh, and he fucked. He has no skills and he brought children into the world and he doesn't speak English. Okay, this is my fault. How you stupid bint. Oh. Where'd he go? Why does this keep reloading? Are you trying to load more ads onto this page? Uh, I worked a lot to help my family. I used to send money to my parents in Mexico. Okay, so your parents screwed you up. When I, <clears throat> not my problem. Tell me, tell me why this is my problem, sweetheart. Well, caring for elderly parents is a norm in Mexican culture. Oh, but you're not in Mexico, are you? Many of the children don't think it's their responsibility, said Salgado, who came to the United States 40 years ago. This lazy fuck could not learn English in 40 fucking years. His sons are among them. Salgado plans to start Social Security benefits when he turns 65, but he'll continue to work as long as he's physically able. He doesn't want to become a burden to his children, but he will become a burden to the Social Security system, and therefore, his children. For What? Don't you have a degree... Or is it just is it just throw up shit and, and rely on the average ignorance of the average American to not realize just what a bunch of intellectually dishonest lies and deceit this is? I mean, you got to treat these people like children, veritable fucking children, to have any pity for them and have any credibility in this article being written. Like, you've got to not ask really simple questions. Three-year-olds ask their parents about Jesus. Well, how does dying on a cross save us? It just does. You'll burn in hell if you don't believe this. And you'll be called a racist and a sexist if you don't believe in this article. For Esther Bolano, 64, the situation is even more difficult. How could it be more? Oh, God, I can't wait. What, what's, how, how did, how, what did I do to Esther? What did I do to Esther? I didn't know I fucked her over. This. I thought I fucked over Salgado pretty bad. How did I fuck over Esther more? 64, the situation is even more difficult. A domestic worker, she has been able to save some money for retirement, but said it's not enough. Well, don't you do math? She won't be able to receive Social Security benefits because she doesn't have legal status. Well, whose fucking problem is that? It's sad to think about my situation. Go back. Just go fucking back. Oh, man. You come here. You don't learn the language. You don't learn no skills. You don't contribute to society. You're so fucking selfish and lazy. You're just like, fuck, I'm not going to learn the language here. And then you, and, and, and are you really that dumb? Are you really that stupid? That you didn't know retirement was coming? I, the gal his, who wrote this is Hispanic, so she has this racist uh, bend to her because she has to put the minorities in here. So she's got to put Hispanics in here. But this is equally applicable to, to the whitey Miss White, McWhite Whites of the world. I just, I just like the extra, shall we say, flavor. I like the hot sauce they add that you come to a country you're not a fucking citizen of. You're here illegally and then you're you're surprised when you didn't save for retirement that something might, you might have to work till you're dead. Yeah, Trump's an asshole. Yeah, Trump's a real asshole. You got these fucking fucking they're not you can't call them parasites cuz they didn't come here to be parasitic. They're just dumb. Is it is it that dumb? Did you just think, "Hey, we're going to go here and hopefully it's better?" And do no fucking planning? 
Oh, I'll just load up some more people on the welfare wagon train. The rest of society could take care of it. I was forced to close my business and leave the economic stability I had in my country to move here, Bolano said in Spanish. I left everything behind because of the violence. Oh, so you ran a business, but now you're fucking up here. Bolanos owned a successful cheese factory in Mexico City, but success made her a target, she said. Her husband was killed when she was robbed at gunpoint twice. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I smell fish here. I smell fish. After the last robbery, she decided to migrate north. So couldn't she sell her cheese factory? And then, like, I mean, she must have a financial mind. I told my daughter I'm going to take you to a safe, a safe place. But we're not going to learn the language because we're lazy fucks. Even if I have to work cleaning houses, she said. If Bolanos had stayed in Mexico City, Mexico shitty, <laughs> she would be retired. But now that she's in the U.S., she doesn't think she ever will. Well, at least you got safe, huh? At least you got safe. You're alive. What was it, death or working in poverty? I don't think about retirement, she said. I think about what would happen to me if I get sick. Maria Ines Zamudio is studying aging and workforce issues as part of a 10-month fellowship, because she couldn't find a job in the private sector, at the Associated Press Nork Center for Public Affairs and Research. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, what fucking lies. Well, I, I was kind of hoping, as you guys know, I do not read the articles fully through. Uh, I was thinking it was going to be more on the baby boomer generation in general. This just tended to be a racial piece about how it's Whitey's fault. And, and, and Maria, you can respond down below. Do you think it's Whitey's fault that these people uh, are in this situation? Or do you ever charter them with their own responsibility and agency in their lives? I just, I'm just wondering, did, did I have to read this bullshit about other people's self-inflicted problems? Did you actually think I was going to feel guilty on my part? Not the people who are, I'm talking this, this, this Maria Innes broad. They're humans too. Yeah, and humans fucking suck, and I'm sick and tired of them parasiting off of me. How are the stats doing? Oh, cool. Look at those stats on the YouTube channel come in. All right. Uh, oh, hey, uh, let me tell you. I'm going to go see Doctor Strange tonight. But I did see Jack Reacher, and as you know, I'm in no rush to go think, see things. Uh, in the movies uh, when they first come out. Uh, the only reason I'm going to see Doctor Strange uh, tonight when it first comes out is because we're bored and I'm sick and I can't hit the gym. Um, but I did want to review Jack Reacher for those of you who kind of like are debating <laughs> just the the total meh uh, aspect of movies nowadays in the United States like I remember you get excited I think the last time we were excited when we went to see an opening late at night when it was showing at midnight was um was uh oh what was it you shall not pass the time of men is over the day of the trolls have come what the hell was that Lord of the Rings we we're all excited we went to go see that now because movies have gotten just so kind of crappy and and they're not interesting. And I'm just kind of sick of political stuff being thrown into. I just want to escape into my world and, and be left alone. I don't want to see it. I don't want to have any sermons. I don't want to see affirmative action on Star Wars. I don't want to see it. Um, and then as you get older, you're kind of like, oh, I'd have to go to the theater. I have to go. I have to spend how much money? And then, you know, 
seven or eight times bitten, ninth time shy. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to see these movies all the, for the time and the investment and the money. That's got to be a really good movie. And so now really the only reason I go see movies is because I'm bored. So there's one like, hey, Jack Reacher, that looks all right. So we went and we saw it. And it's, it's good. I'd say it's worth seeing in the movie. The only problem is uh, you can tell they don't they don't try too hard to cover it up, but you can tell that the the story was for the little girl that they threw. Not little, she's a teenage girl, but it's kind of like, hey, he's got to look over and babysit a girl now. He's Jack Reacher. He's like you know loner dude who does kung fu and kills people for a living. You know, gun for hire. Oh. Throw a kid into the mix. What hilarity ensues. And it's all right. It's it, it, it was melded into the story best you could. But then it made it also predictable. Let's put it this way. They did a hell of a lot better job than the replacement killers. Where it's just like, well, here's a hot chick to go with Chow Yun-Fat. And uh, and that, that, that made it a horrible movie. This was part of the movie. I just don't know if I'm like, oh, yeah, he's got to protect the girl. And then the end, the worst part was like, oh, yeah, the, the bad guy's going to go for the soft target. He's going to go for the daughter. I'm like, I wonder if they're going to fight. I wonder if there will be a, an episode, a scene here where he, where there's good. And you could see where, I'm not spoiling anything. Um, he walks in. There's two gals with him. One's the teenage girl. The other is his friend who's a major and the major, who's female, is teaching the kid how to get out of a position where there's a gun to her head. And guess what happens at the end, guys? That exact same situation happens. Who knew that was coming? Aside from all that, though, <clears throat> still a really good movie. Um, I'm just hoping Doctor Strange is something different. It looked like Inception. Everything's all off by 90 degrees. Up is down, left is right. Hillary Strait. I mean, it just it doesn't make any sense. And, I, I'm like, and I never saw Inception, so we're going to go see Strait. But yeah, go see it. Um, I'll do a review of Doctor Stranger when we're done with that. Well, let's do the rest of the sponsors, and then I can go take a shower today. Uh, Asshole Consulting, if you need some kind of high, uh, help, guidance, consultation, or wisdom. If you don't want to end up like all the fucking losers who didn't prepare for retirement... I didn't know I'd have to retire. If you don't want to end up like one of those idiots, go hire Asshole Consulting, where we'll tell you the truth. You may find me to be an asshole, but by God, an ounce of truth is worth a billion pounds of lies. So go to assholeconsulting.com if you have a question. And uh, we do private consultations as well. It doesn't have to be up in the Internet. People choose to have that. But we, um, you can remain anonymous. We can anonymize things. Um, you know, whatever it is you want long as you pay me. That's all we got. Uh, if you're looking to buy some gold or silver or precious metals, I recommend maybe you do it now before the election. And uh, if you'd like to, you can buy it from my buddy Mike. Call him. You can not You can go to his website, but you got to call him anyway. Uh, but if you're looking to buy some silver before this election happens, lock in your prices now. Call him up. He'll mail it to you. It's insured and everything. Call him at 763-657-7843. That's 763-657-7843. Four, three. Uh, you can go get your uh, precious metals there. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, he may not pick up the phone. Don't say, hey, Mike, it's not a one-person operation. He just happens to run the joint, so there's other people there. So 763-657-7843. Go and get some precious metals now before whoever gets elected. And I don't know. It could, nothing could happen to the price. It could go down, but um, 
the old Captain Bottle a little bit more. I'm thinking, yeah, let me help him out. If just freak, freak the hell out of it. Look, if you're thinking about buying silver or gold, do it now uh, because it's it's just as good a time as any. But also, it'd be kind of funny if all of a sudden you got a, a ton of orders. I'm like, what the hell's going on? And made a little bit of profit this week. So uh, then we have Chad Elkins at ElkinsCPA.coms. ElkinsCPA.coms. Go visit our good friend Chad. Hey, Zamedio, you can hire him to do the math for you. He can he can help out all these poor people in Chicago with a financial retirement plan. Oh, wait, but they don't have the money. And I'm sorry, Chad doesn't fi- fucking speak Spanish. Or maybe he does. I don't know. Yeah, but he, he didn't talk Spanish to me because we speak fucking English. Habla inglés. So uh, go there and, uh, you know, get some and do it now. Uh, get in line before busy season for tax season starts up. Have them take a look at your retirement plans, stuff like that. Uh, you know, your tax situation, whatever. ElkinCPA.com, go visit him. I think he might be waking up after passing out from drinking for the Cubs. Actually, I don't think he's a big Cubs fan. I'm just assuming everybody in Chicago right now is drunk. Except for the poor old people who, who can only eat cat food because they didn't save for retirement. Uh, then we have the League of Extraordinary Podcasters. Go to 405media.com and look at the veritable station of podcasters over there, headed up by our good friend John Grant. Small Scale Life. Go to the Small Scale Life podcast where you can learn. This is a good one where you learn about how to grow crops, even in an urban environment. So vertical gardens, watering, stuff like that. How to More so how to do it economically, where you're not spending a ton of time pulling weeds. There's a lot that goes into it. If you're a survivalist, you want to grow your own food, this is the first place to stop and learn how to grow your own food. We got the world according to Lori Zook, Z-O-O-C-K. Uh, she is a charming but more... Um, I would say entertain. What's the other one I'm looking for? <laughs> Fun? Interesting? Zany's too immature. She's not zany. Oh, wow. It's just She's a cool chick. Go uh, listen to her podcast. If you get a little sick and tired of politics, she has different... She's uh, various topics. She doesn't just do one thing. Financial Survival Network with our good friend Kerry Lutz. Visit him at financialsurvivalnetwork.com. He's got a book coming out on how to be a podcaster. So I'll let you know. I, I already um, I did a little bit of editing for him. I read through it. Uh, so I don't know. He said, hey, do a plug. So maybe it's available on um, on internet now. Silvio Canto's show, Canto Talk, C-A-N-T-O, Canto Talk. Uh, Zumidio, he speaks English. Okay, he speaks English. He came here from Cuba with nothing. And then he didn't have more kids than he could afford. And he, he prepared for retirement. Now, maybe you could, maybe he could, if you amass the thousands of Hispanics who don't speak Spanish, Silvio speaks Spanish, and they all chip in, they go without a can of cat food, so they save, what, 50 cents, and that's half a million dollars. You give half a million dollars to Silvio, he will consult them and write a book, maybe even in Spanish, so as not to inconvenience your precious little illegal immigrants over here. And then, uh, but I don't know how he did it. I don't know, because me and my white friends purposely tried to prevent Silvio. We said, Silvio Canto. That doesn't sound like a white name. So we purposely set out to prevent him from having good finances and to be able to have enough money for retirement. And that that sneaky bastard somehow managed to save money for retirement. Can you imagine that? Despite the concentrated and, and concerted efforts of all the white males in this country, Sylvia is still able to save for that rat bastard. We just got to crack down on more oppressing these Hispanic and minority people. By gum. 
it just just angers me how cunts like her blame just just blame people like me blame other not even necessarily me just the uh, uh, jettisoning the uh, uh, not not absconding the abdication of responsibility and dare to spin a racial component on it you fucking hypocrite you fucking lying cowardly piece of shit get a real fucking job that might be an idea Oh, poor people made stupid mistakes. And hint, hint, it's white people's fault because we're only going to focus on... Oh, and males, I forgot. Penis and white, blame them. That shit's getting fucking mighty tiring, sweetheart. Uh, and then uh, our good friend uh, Tom Lankus. Blow me up, Tom. Go to blowmeuptom.com. Uh, and if any of you are looking to run ads, especially on this Christmas season, run ads on Tom's show. Go to blowmeuptom.com. Contact Gary. I cannot recommend him enough in terms of getting advertising out there and professionalism, all right? So if you're looking to expand your business, talk to Tom or Gary, actually. See, it's, it's, his fees are very reasonable, uh, very reasonable indeed. Uh, so go uh, and listen to his show, too, blowmeuptom.com. Uh, Glorious Carl's Glorious Hat, you can go to GloriousHat.com. Made with real fake dead animal. He is, I'm sure he is, so he's probably waking up after passing out because he is a huge Cub fan. Then we have Race Riot Apparel, R-A-Y-C-E, not R-A-C-E, R-A-Y-C-E, Race Riot Apparel. You can find him, his name is Race, at cafepress.com slash Race Riot Apparel. He actually did have some racist stuff up there. I said, no, 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 take that shit down, then we can, you know, I, I don't mind... Um, legitimate criticism. I don't mind uh, even racy or um, controversial stuff, but if it's if it's going to be outright racist stuff, I know hey, they took it down. I'm like, cool, fine. I'll advertise on the show. Uh, we have Academic Composition. Go to academiccomposition.com where you can have your homework written for you. You can have your resumes written for you, and you could also work for academiccomposition.com, either writing other people's papers or doing some advertising on the Internet. All jobs can be done remotely from the Internet. The jobs suck. It's not exciting. Don't get excited about it. Don't think, oh my God, it's not. Don't be like Mrs. Zumidio, who thinks writing for some nonprofit on taxpayer money or charity, like this is the dream. I'm going to complain about the poverty of poor people because no one's ever done that before in mainstream media. No idea. I'll complain about race in America and blame it on white people. No one's done that since the fucking boomers, ever. Oh, so if you would like to go work uh, for Alex, you can. Go to academiccomposition.com. Send him an email. Actually, that's coming up now because you're going to have finals coming up. Finals are coming up. you got to look out for that shit. So, uh, yep, that's when the demand comes in. Uh, but the jobs are not exciting, so don't don't expect that. And then uh, if you're looking for audio work, go to jimfear138.blogspot.com. Or UndertowAudio.com, two young gentlemen who have good voices and are very professional with their work and the recording. Uh, I've had books done by both of them. Enjoy the Decline is currently in the works by Jim, uh, so he might be a little backed up on work. Uh, they're both backed up on work, so if one's not available, hit up the other, see who's around. Uh, but very good quality work by both these gentlemen. JimFear138.blogspot.com and UndertowAudio.com. Instagram.com. Go to maxercise.instagram.com slash ultimate reading list. And you could go ahead and pick from some books on his reading list. There you say, why would I go to this site? Well, you go there, 
look at his reading list, and then go buy some of the books that seem interesting to him. He's, he, he filters them out. He picks books that he thinks are pretty good for those who are not leftists. You don't have to be on the right side of the political spectrum, but you basically just have to, you have to not, you just have to have some intelligence and intellectual honesty about you. If you like good books, go to Instagram.com slash Ultimate Reading List. Also, if you happen to be an author, Max charges $100 a month to be on his list. Uh, and it's worth every penny because you will earn a lot more in the sales because he has like 33,000 followers. Um, but it's got to be, it can't be some leftist shit like Mrs. Zomedio would write about. It's all other people's fault. Boo-hoo-hoo for us. Why are we poor? It's your fault, not ours. She even have this. I just, I'm sorry, guys. It just pisses me off, these, this, this limitless, endless thing. And they think we fall for it. You, you get, you get some, get some idiot sheeple who actually say, well, I'm very independent-minded, and they just regurgitate the leftist bullshit their teachers, the professors. Like, okay, you could fool them, but not us. Not us. Don't tell me when, when, when it's in the goddamn article why these, why these people are fuck-ups, why they're having the problems they do. Then don't dare even insinuate. She never came out right and said, but, oh, did you know it disproportionately affects Hispanic or minorities and women? Oh, what's that? Oh, would oh, oh, uh, you dare say it's my fault? Should I care for so? And, and am I racist and sexist for not giving a shit? How about this? I don't want to give him my fucking money. More than I'm already giving now. How's that? How about I get a thank you letter for paying the extra taxes to educate their children that went to the public schools because I don't have any children. But for some reason, I still got to pay property taxes. Hmm? How's that sound? Oh, uh... So yeah, go visit uh, Instagram.com Ultimate Reading List and have Max. And then, do we have fan mail? Yeah, I do, but I'm not going to do it. I'm going to go shower and get ready. All right, listen, vote, subscribe, comment, share, like, all that other stuff. Also, gentlemen, check your nuts, fidget with your nuts, and look out for the testicular cancer. If your girlfriend won't fidget with your nuts, you're going to have to do it with yourself. But then you go and say, fine, you're not going to fidget with my nuts. I'm not going to fidget with your boobs. You're not going to hunt for testicular cancer. I'm not hunting for breast cancer. But... If you actually like each other, which is increasingly rare nowadays, you can fidget with her boobies while she fidgets with your nuts. Make sure neither of you got cancer. And then uh, also go in and get your ass checked if you're 40. That's it. That's all we got. We'll catch you kids later. Toodles.